One welcome back to another episode of Two Brothers, One Mike, Season 5, Episode 17. And today we're going to be talking about people who are always late, never on time. Tony, how are we doing today? Good. I, I, I totally forgot about what I wanted to do with the intro of the show. Being very transparent, I was going to slide in from the side, you know, acting like I was running really late. But uh, that didn't work out because we were running late when it came to getting the podcast up and going. Um, well, I don't know if we were running late. We set a time and technical difficulties. That's a good reason, I think. We're going to talk about, are there, are, is there such thing as a good reason? Are there good reasons for being late? You know, um, but I want to I want to tell you this real quick first. You and, and the uh, the audience, anybody who's who's been following us, um, following the journey, they've heard audio and they've watched us on video, or they're even hearing audio now today, as opposed to two years ago, one year ago, uh, on the way up from Youngstown to Lansing, uh, Sunday night or not Sunday night, Tuesday night, as if anybody's going to know what day I'm talking about because they may be listening to this show nine months from now. Uh, it was a Tuesday night, folks. And anyway, I was on my way up, and I said, you know, I want to listen to an old show just to see what it sounds like as opposed to what it sounds like now when I listen to a show of ours to always critique and pick out what can we do different and how can we continue to move this journey forward. I listened to the show, Joe, um, uh, when we talked about uh, gimmicks in the fitness industry. We talked all about FFMI and uh, Fat-Free Mass Index, and we talked about some of the gimmicks and some of the ways that they market their products to pull in customers and, you know, being very immoral in their, in their, in their business ventures and how they pull people in, and sometimes dangerous. And so I listened to the whole thing. And I cringed the whole time I was listening to it because it's amazing how different we sound now as opposed to how we sounded back then with just some simple things like that microphone you have right there as opposed to those headphones with the, you know, with the little speaker on them. It, it's just, it's a, I sound in that episode like Bruce Willis climbing through the vent system in the Nakatomi building uh, and I'm just yelling and my voice is just echoing off of everything. Uh, in that episode, it was just like, wow, what an amazing difference uh, from a technological standpoint. Just those simple little you know, things that we've done. And we're not even done with where we're going with all that. But it just, it just shocked me when I listened to that episode, how different we sound now. As opposed to how we sounded then. Um, and... So anybody who's listening to shows or if you haven't listened to any of our older shows, you will notice if you go back, if you're listening to us now, you will notice if you go back, it's really uh, the, the, the quality of the show in terms of content is fantastic. I'm on, maybe I'm being a little biased, right? But, but as far as the, the quality in terms of audio, which Joe will always tell you, as that is his background, is extremely important. Uh, I, I get it. I definitely get it now more than ever, for sure. It's amazing. Uh, and I just wanted to throw that out there. has nothing to do with today's show. Nothing at all. Anything you want to add to that? Yeah, you know, and I've said it before. Even those that, that have video, I think some people figure, well, we're video now. 
And, you know, listen, you can get by with a bad video. Um, if the audio quality behind it is bad, it, you know, people have to really like, like try hard to listen or hear what you're saying, or it's that annoying, uh, like you hear it on the kids' YouTube videos anymore, which so they're screaming and it's just all static. Um, yeah. you know, it, 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 if that's the kind of quality that people are putting out, it's like, uh, nobody's going to sit there and listen to your hour long show of horrible audio where, where it's just hard to listen to. And it, it's a shame because I think really, you know, they're clicking on the show because they want, it's something that they want to hear. Uh, yeah. and then, and then they don't want to hear it, you know, but so there's that anyways, there's that. Um, yeah, I, I guarantee you, uh, when it comes to, uh, the video, the audio is more important folks. That couch back there is not a prop that I said, this has got to be in the, in the, in the podcast, because this is a, just a beautiful couch. Uh, and though that's a beautiful lamp and those flowers are beautiful. Uh, those are all these specials right there. And, um, I got them out of that aisle, the flower aisle at Aldi's. So, um, it definitely is the audio over the video. And obviously when it comes to video, I have a lot of things going through my head, what I want to do in the future, because yeah, I do want to spruce it up and Joe will tell you that he wants to do the same. So that being said, and this is a good time to say that because I really do need to move forward because we're running late. We're running late for today's podcast. How many people out there, uh, please comment uh, in the, if you're watching this, us, if you can't talk today, if you're watching us on YouTube, comment in the comment section, let us know what you're thinking. If, uh, you know, anything you're listening on, if there's a comment section, any platform that you're listening to us on, we're on like seven or eight different platforms, comment to us, let us know how many of you have people in your life that are running late. Now, Joe, this, this goes into so many different categories. You know, we're talking about our personal life social. Uh, we could probably put those two together. Talk about work. That's a huge one, you know? Um, and there, there's several other, there's several other categories we could put it in, but is it ever, I, I, I ask you this question, is it ever okay to be late? And maybe that's a general question that has so many different avenues, but just in general, is it okay to be late? That's my question to you. Right. Yeah. Now. I'm, I mean, when there's specifics involved, like, you know, flat tire or, you know, I mean, there's some things that you just have to kind of understand that life happens. But when we're talking about somebody who's just chronically late, all, just all the time, all the time, the people who you tell them purposely uh, that the appointment is at 530, knowing full well, you know, it's at six, but you're telling them 530 because you want them there at six. You know what I mean? I mean, these are people that, yeah. I mean, to a point where you have to take that into consideration, there's a problem. There. Yeah. Um, it's funny when you mentioned the flat tire, I actually used to work with a guy, uh, he quit, um, just walked away one day at lunch. I never seen so many different excuses for being late in my entire life. He would take pictures of the flat tire and send them to me to hand to our boss. And it was the same flat tire on the same car. And I think this car was literally like a 1971 Oldsmobile. I'm thinking we pulled, he pulled it off of, uh, of a Facebook picture. Uh, I said, wow, that's an antique you got there. Uh, you know, the old rims, you know, uh, the white wall tires and, and, uh, it, it was, it was the same picture all the time. Uh, my man had four or five flat tires. And I'll tell you what, when I was younger, that did happen to me when I was 16 or 17, 
I, I became, I could have been in the pit for NASCAR at one point with the amount of flat tires I was getting. And there was a reason why I was getting these flat tires and that's not for today's podcast. But um, yeah, our, our good friend who walked away from General Motors to be a truck driver in Texas, um, that was his exact words as he walked out the door. And uh, hopefully he's not getting any flat tires on that truck. Uh, that, that would be major, uh, major, major problems out down there in Austin. So, uh, I, I, I laughed when you said that because it immediately reminded me of our good friend who walked away from one career to be into another career where I'm sure he's making the same excuses as we speak down in Texas. And so I, I, it's a good excuse when it happens, but when it happens repeatedly, folks, is what we're trying to get at in, as I joke around tonight, uh, that's when it becomes a problem. But let me tell you something, Joe, that, that I find hilarious. There are studies that have been done, okay? And I'm not going to get into these studies because I don't know if I really believe them, but they're done. There's, there's studies, okay? And, and this was about three years ago, several years ago, where it pointed out that people who are chronically late have less stress. Okay, I could see that. All right. But I, I don't agree with that totally. And live longer. Now, this study must have been going on for some time because now you're looking at, you're, you're following these people through a journey of life that are chronically late to see if they're actually living longer than the, what, the average life expectancy, right? Whatever that may be. Uh, 77 years old, 75 years old. And, and so... I, I have a lot of problems with this with this particular uh, study. Do you have any problems with this study? Is there anything that, that throws up a warning sign? Only that, I mean, they kind of go hand in hand. I mean, obviously, if you have less stress, you're probably going to live longer. Uh, there's that. But, but yeah. I mean, you, you have to, I mean, you just have to kind of wonder. I mean, the fact that they're not stressing over a time that they need to be is to, at a certain place, uh, it's just... Yeah, we already know they have less stress. They should be a little bit more. Like there's a, there's such thing as good stress, <laughs> you know, and and and, yeah. and I feel like um, that's not what they have. Uh, and the fact that they live so stress free, boy, it really works on the other end of the uh, of the on the other end of that line, doesn't it? Uh, when you're the yeah. one who's waiting, that's that's for sure. <laughs> I, I and as you're talking, you know this individual, folks. I grew up with a group of people that we're very close and, and we don't get a chance to talk as much now as we did in the past. We're like a band of brothers and sisters. Uh, we, some of them, we still talk all the time. As a matter of fact, every time you see Ron, the pharmacist on our show since age 15, uh, like a brother to me, like the guy that you see right here, that's on the other side of this microphone today. Um, and, and so there's a group of us. Well, there was one of us, that I don't think he was ever on time in any any aspect. Uh, and it became a situation where we would do exactly what Joe was saying. We would tell him that we needed to be somewhere a half hour before we had to actually be there. And we still, we still cut it close. When we were in high school, this is a true story. Now listen to me, this is a true story. We had a parking lot across the street from our high school. It was called the pit, all right? Or no, the pit was on the other side. But it was down into, you know, it was like a pit. Every, all the students parked in this gravel parking lot across the street from the high school. 
people would sit on the hoods of their cars and wait for the Vega, the blue Vega, to come flying. I'm not going to even go a miles per hour, all right? Up over the curb, down the grass hill, and into the parking lot, and all you could see was him driving with a tissue on his face, bleeding because he was shaving, probably as they were driving. The guy in the front seat passenger, both hands and feet up on the windshield. The guys in the back looked like they had written out their last will and testament on the drive there. And then everybody would, after getting their good laugh, we'd all would sprint into the school. But it became epic. It became iconic. It, it to this day, is legendary when we talk about how dumb we were back in the day. That's always one of the stories we tell. He would push the envelope to the limits in everything we did when it came, even when we were going out for social events. 10 o'clock was the time. I knew 10.20 was when the car would be in my driveway. Um, it's it's just, it, and we became accepting of it, right? Uh, and so it, it just, when Joe, when I was writing all my notes to this show, he just kept popping in my head constantly. I just kept laughing. One of my favorite people ever growing up, uh, till this day, uh, we don't get a chance to talk as much anymore, but Ron the Pharmacist, if he was on right now, would be laughing hysterically because we all grew up together, and that was one of our brothers uh, uh, and our partners in crime. And so just constantly late. And I got to tell you, his personality matches this study. Well, hold on. Very- I got I to ask you a question. Go ahead. Just, just between you and me, I mean, we're not going to put anybody's names out there. E.G.? No. Wow. Really? S-O. Yeah. How did I not know that? Okay. Yeah. 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 People are like, what are they talking about right now? Uh, Those are the initials, folks. Uh, uh, But um, it it had, and it's just, it was, it was just always, every time I was looking at studies on this show and I was, you know, referring back and forth, all I could think of was him. Um, It was just, that was his nature. He was, until this day, just so calm. And so laid back and wouldn't be shocked if he didn't live to be 120 years old. Uh, and that's just his personality. And, and so, you know, you could do one of two things. You could be so upset with him all the time, or you can accept that. Uh, and, and folks, this is in no way, shape, or form saying that he's not successful. He's very successful in his career. Very. Uh, you know, uh, computer computer technology, computer engineer, uh, software developer, uh, uh, companies looking at him constantly bidding to have his services brought. He goes from Lodi, Ohio, to Akron, Ohio, to Cleveland, to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, just back and forth, just companies bidding for him. He's like Tom Brady, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, so, as I just upset a few people. But, um, so, people live in that moment where I think they just push the envelope, Joe. Uh, there was uh, a forum that was uh, not that long ago. Uh, psychologist, her name was Claire Mann. Clara Mann, Australian psychologist. She was doing a forum, and I, I watched this forum that she did, and she was talking about so many different things at this forum. And w- what I want to do before we talk about Claire Mann and and this forum and all this stuff that she she brings to the table when it comes to today's show, I want to take uh, a quick thirty seconds. Listen to our sponsor. 
Now we're going to come back. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Two Brothers, One Mike is sponsored by Kitchen Apps, perfectly prepared portions. Hey, Youngstown area listeners, I know we've talked about Kitchen Abs in the past and all they have to offer in food prepping services and protein pancake mixes, but there's another great product they offer we had to let our listeners know about, their own name brand seasonings. They've got a huge selection to choose from as well. Turkey, taco, tomato basil, Baja citrus fajita, barbecue rub, blackened seasoning, as well as steak and meat seasons. And that's just to name a few. You know my favorite part? Besides all of the flavors, of course, it's that they're all low sodium, made with no fillers and MSG free. Know what else is great about them? You can order them right from the Kitchen Abs website. Just go to www.kitchenabs.com, click on store, and choose the flavors of your choice. Again, that's kitchenabs.com. Now, back to our podcast. Welcome back, everybody. So, Claire Manjo, um, she, again, an Australian psychologist, this forum that I watched, she was very interesting uh, to listen to. And she was talking about good reasons, uh, good excuses, bad excuses, and then a couple other concepts uh, that she looks at from a, psych- you know, from a psychological standpoint and why people may do what they do. Uh, obviously as we start saying the word psychological and, and, you know, so, you know, psychologists and clinical psychologists, the name that pops into the, our head here at two brothers, one Mike is Dr. Nicole Rentilla. Why not a show where she could, I, I, I feel like there's a show coming where we've done several shows now without her, where we can kind of do a, an off the cuff where she can like bounce back and forth between all these concepts we've been doing. But with Claire Mann, with Dr. Claire Mann, she talks about when it comes to good excuses, there's things like she she says slept in is an understandable excuse. I don't know. I don't know about that one. I guess if it's a person who 99.9% of the time they're on time and there's this one time when the alarm didn't work, okay. But somebody who uses the slept in, you know, five times out of 10, uh, you know, two days a week, that's, that's not, a, to me, that's not acceptable. You know, I was going to say, Really, any excuse is fine once in a while. I mean, if you uh-huh. feel like my man with the tire, that happens to people. And when you're 16 or 17, see, I think that that, that also plays a part of it, right? Uh, where are you at maturity-wise? Like, also money-wise, how are you going to get that tire in? When do you have time? You're at school, you're working. You know what I mean? Like, that kind of stuff mm-hmm. is going to happen to somebody who's younger. When you're, you know, an adult man in a career, uh, <laughs> you know, even then, once, twice, I mean, how many times have you had a flat? I, I think I've had a flat tire in my adult years. In my adult years, maybe five times, maybe six. And I mean, from the time I left home. So 20 some odd years, maybe five or six times. But if yeah. somebody's using that same excuse, and, and that's just a tire, slept in, that that's the same thing. I mean, that's a, a responsibility issue. That's a maturity issue. I mean, come on, you know that you have to be at work at a certain time. That's when you have to be at work. There's no, not at all the time. Again, once in a while, it happens. The alarm, we set our alarms for the, we always claim the alarm didn't go off. It went off. The problem is it's going to go off at nine o'clock tonight instead of nine o'clock this morning because, <laughs> because out. okay, that happens. So, but we'll never admit to that. We just blame the alarm, of course. What, oh yeah. Well, what about, what about, I'm just giving you some more of Dr. Claire Mann. Uh, what about bad weather? Now, bad weather for adults, because when it's bad weather for children, they don't go to school. 
And that means, you know, maybe the teachers don't have to go to school either. Anyway, well, you could say I'm not a big fan. No. Uh, and at the same time, again, you know, bad weather, if it is bad, I, in fact, I mean, we're not, it, beside the fact that the kids aren't going to school, now you have to find somebody to watch your kids. Mm-hmm. Of course, you're going to, you're going to want to take an extra, but that just, see, that's the same thing. I mean, be a, be, be a responsible adult. You know that the roads are bad. I mean, the, there's weather reports that we see this stuff. We were kids. We just, the only thing we were interested in was that little ticker going across the, the bottom of the news, you know? Uh, whether or not our school was closed. But as an adult, you knew about a winter storm that was coming on Wednesday. Everybody was talking about how Saturday you're getting held. Uh, and so, you know, you if you have to go into work, you make the adjustments. You get up that half an hour to 45 minutes earlier. You go to bed the 45 minutes earlier. I mean, I, I still don't, you know, I, I, again, once in a while, sure, you know, uh, some freak storm happens. Okay. Well, if it's, if it's snowing, you just, you leave earlier. If it's an ice storm, okay, now we have a situation where the trucks haven't been out yet. The roads are literally, literally an ice skating ring. Uh, and that's, that's almost a call off situation. Maybe, um, you know, uh, winds are going hundred miles an hour. There's a tornado warning. Yeah. Maybe you're not going to work that day. Okay. Uh, tornadoes have you touched down here and there and here. Okay. That's understandable. But it started snowing or it's raining really hard. I'm sorry, you leave 15 minutes early and you drive like an adult uh, on the way there. You don't drive like a complete maniac, you know, sliding sideways down the road. Uh, so I, I agree. And so I guess I understand a little bit what she says about bad weather. And then for good excuses, she also adds children, which you kind of mentioned just now. If your children get called off of school, you have to make all kind of necessary adjustments. If you work somewhere, you don't work from home, uh, you work somewhere, you've got to make all kind of adjustments with your children now. So you may be a few minutes late, okay? But we're going to talk about that uh, a little bit later on in the show uh, when it comes to making adjustments, what you should do when you're getting ready to make those adjustments. Um, so that's understandable. Also, children getting themselves into mischief right before you have to go to some event whether it's a big event small event doesn't matter you have to be somewhere and one of your kids decides you know i'm going to take off my diaper and i'm going to throw this thing all over the living room all right that could be a problem you can't leave the house in that situation you have to clean that up you have to deal with the child the babysitter just got there maybe you know maybe the babysitter's supposed to i don't know i i don't know yeah but um so, so I mean, the whole thing is, I can understand what she's talking about when she talks about these particular things. Then she also she goes into she goes into like a bizarre excuse situation. I got to tell you, I don't really remember too many of these type of excuses, but I've seen you know movies and I've seen um, little skits here and there, and I've heard stories from other people where. People actually use these as excuses. Now, I could see this one. A line was in the road. Now, if in Youngstown, Ohio, you try to tell your boss a line was in the road, that's going to be a problem. I mean, unless a line broke free from Akron Zoo and made its way all the way over to Youngstown, Ohio, or Cleveland Zoo, um, that's going to be... But if you know you live um, in South Africa... 
Okay, that might be a problem. There's a there's a herd of lines in the road. You, you and you're, what are you going to do? Get out of the car and start yelling at them? So, oh, I can understand that, but it is. It don't. I mean, it's bizarre. That's bizarre. It is. Here's another. Uh, I think. It's, yeah. I, I I think what you meant to say was a a pride of lions. <laughs> oh, you're right. I said a herd, didn't I? Herd. I heard a buffalo. I heard a buffalo. Yeah, a pride uh, of lions. Thank you. I appreciate that. Going back to what we were talking about before with the kids, though, real quick, I want to throw this in. Then you have the infamous, I can't find my shoe. <laughs> I mean, I, I cannot understand what happens to one of the kids' shoes. And it's never, I mean, it is the hardest thing to find. It's there with the Tupperware and all the right socks. It's got to be. Love the Tupperware lid and all the right socks. You ever have that happen to you? Where you're, you're ready to leave. The kids are all ready to go. You've been on time making it a point. Their teeth are brushed, they're showered, they're everything. You're on your way out the door, and one of them can't find their shoe. They can find one, they can't find the other. There's a shoe involved. Sometimes there's a sock, the infamous missing sock, the dryer. I don't know what it does with the sock, but it, it, it eats it. I don't know what. It's an amazing event. Um, and then you got to go grab another pair of socks that match because they can't find the one sock that matches the one they have on. We'll put that right in with children and kind of go bizarre but excusable at the same time i guess somewhere some happy medium in between those two worlds you what about you, you better hope your boss has kids because yeah <laughs> that's another other thing that's you're, another you're, thing. you're gonna need them to relate <laughs> to what's going on here yeah i mean that's another thing yeah there's i've had i've had excuses such as this i've had it situations where a coworker has not been on time and we had to cover them because they had to have a goldfish funeral. Now, I I know how do you how, what, what what are your uh, so your seven year old, your six year old, and your five year old. You have three kids, five, six, and seven, and they've had this goldfish for I don't know how long goldfish live. And Marty passes away. <laughs> uh, there's that whole there's that whole hide Marty, go find one that looks just like him, flush Marty down the toilet. Folks, I'm not condoning this. And then putting another goldfish in and hoping that the five-year-old doesn't recognize something different. Or you have the funeral for Marty and you're going to be late for work. Is that acceptable? Uh, I, I'm, You know, for something like, it's not to be so, uh, you know, uh, callous or or harsh about it uh but look here we're having that memorial service on daddy's day off <laughs> okay yeah. like yeah. sorry that's, you want me to pay for this funeral <laughs> yeah yeah I, 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 yeah you're gonna have to wait for a day off and then we will do it or we're burying marty today and he'll have a memorial service i don't care i mean you know whatever really do it up for the kids granted but i, I don't think i'm gonna do it at the at the risk of my of my job you know what i mean i i yeah, I, I mean, I there, listen, I've had situations where somebody was late because they ran out of hair gel and they had to stop at the store to get more hair gel. I, it's, I'm sorry, I, that's a bizarre excuse not to be on time, not just work, but in any situation, in any situation. Now, uh, well, back in the day, if you were going out to the club, right, if you're going out to dance at the club, you need your hair gel. I don't need it anymore. I did back then, though. I needed my moose. And if I needed my moose and I probably went with Aquanet, even, yeah, I probably stole our sister's Aquanet or something like that. I don't remember exactly what I did, but when I had that, you know, the whole part down the middle and the feather, whatever was going on there, um, 
but for work, I, when you have a job that you need to get to, or if you're going to be a speaker at an event, running low on hair gel is not an option to say why you're going to be late while you have 150 people sitting in an audience waiting for you. Um, I just don't find that acceptable. That's just me. I don't find that acceptable. Yeah, no. You know, I, I kind of came up in a career where, you know, it was always, boy, I can't believe I'm quoting the guy. I couldn't stand him out throughout my career, but he made always made a valid point that, you know, you show, up at, talking about. you show up at the airport and, you know, you're, this is the time of your flight. If you're late, that flight leaves without you. That's just it. Like, there is a time that you are to be at work, and if you're not there, I mean, and that's how, uh, we, we got the daily job in, so you could actually you know, by seniority, decide where it was that you were going to work for the day. If you were just a minute yeah. late, you were bottom of the line for that day. And I mean, you best believe you're, you're going in general population, uh, regardless, you could be top guy and, and you're probably and and you're not going in the best one either. There's, there's individual pods. You weren't going in the best one there either. Well, there's consequences then, right? We'll talk about that in a little bit, but you know, we've been mentioning all these excuses, flat tire, um, a pride of lines are in the road or any of these things, a goldfish funeral. My question is, it's a simple phone call or a text to your boss. I am running late. Um, folks, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm not bragging. In my life, all right, not social and personal, in my life when it comes to working for General Motors, when it comes to training athletes at the facility I'm at, or wherever I might be traveling to train a team, um, when it comes to this podcast, I could in the last four years count on one hand and I won't get five times that I've been late. I know for General Motors, I've been late once since 2019, and that was two minutes late. And uh, I, when it comes to training my athletes, I know that I've been late to train an athlete or a group of athletes maybe twice in the last six or seven years, and I could tell you both times, children. That's exactly why I was late. And thank God you are training athletes and their parents understand exactly what you're dealing with. But there was an immediate phone call. I'm running five minutes late, and either they're getting that five minutes on that session, or I'm adding another 10 minutes onto their next session to make up for the five minutes I'm going to be late. So you, there's a way of compensating for that lateness also. Now, if I was doing that all the time, I probably wouldn't have anybody to train. Um, I think eventually parents would say, okay, this is getting a little ridiculous. Because you have a... a go ahead. Well, no, go on. Finish what you were saying. No, you have, you have an obligation. You, to me, that's not an obligation. Uh, working for GM is an obligation. Uh, and that should be taken seriously, uh, which is why I'm almost never late, ever. Uh, when it comes to, when it comes to now back in the day, working for GM, uh, boy, did I push the envelope sometimes. Okay. But I got there, I got there in all in one piece. And I'm happy to say that never really got, I, I think I got written up one time in, in going on 30 years now, uh, for, for consecutive lates. So and I guess in 30 years, that's not bad when you think about it, but no. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to when it comes to understanding this, see, see, with GM it's an obligation, but with like training my athletes or doing this podcast, it's an opportunity to me. So there's a little more enthusiasm, and I'm excited to get there. 
I'm excited to be here right now talking. So that helps a great deal. Yeah. And, and a couple of things too. You know, I know a lot of people figure like there's, whether you have a formal contract or not, you do with your employer. They hired you. They pay you money to be at work at a certain time until a certain time. That's the, that's the contract written or, un, or, or unwritten. Okay. Uh, and so there is that expectation that you will be there on time. Now, uh, that said, obviously there are some, some, you know, there are some reasonable excuses. Uh, something that I used to do, and this is called a little hack or something, but it works. I'm telling you, this is it, a little bit of advice. If I was ever running, like if I was uh, heading out to do a video for one of the uh, uh, area fruit markets, okay, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I realize, okay, I was supposed to be there at a quarter till, I'm cutting it close, you know, I'll get on there right away. Hey, I'm going to be 10 minutes late. I'm not going to be 10 minutes late. I specifically say I'm going to be 10 minutes late so that when I'm five minutes late, hey, he was even quicker than what he said he was going to be. And yeah. it works out both ways. And most of the time, it's just that I'm going to be there right on time, but I don't know what traffic's going to be like. I don't know what. And so if, I've, if I'm not, in my mind, going to be five, 10 minutes early, I just tell them I'm going to be time, 10 minutes late. And then that way, when I show up on time, it's like, wow, he must have really hauled butt to get here and uh, makes you look good, even though yeah. you were late. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Is on time, meaning... If it's 10 o'clock and you arrive at 10 o'clock, is on time on time? Or is that late? For some people, that's late. So how does that work? Is on time? This is something that I like to ask a lot of people. Folks, listen to me. Comment here. Is on time, if you're supposed to be somewhere at 2.30 p.m. and you arrive there at 2.30 p.m., are you late or are you on time? That's a very interesting question. I bet you there's a Bunch of different answers when it comes to that, for sure. You know, and, and I think it's one of those subjective answers again, too, right? It just depends. Like, for us, you had to be there early because you had a roll call. You had to hear about what happened on the shift prior. Uh, and and that isn't just in police work. I mean, that's in in a lot of lines of work, I'm sure. Uh, you know, and so, yeah, you actually had to show up 10 minutes earlier. Um, but, but you know, if you, if you showed up on the minute... Um, you couldn't really be knocked for it there either. So, you know, because you were, you were on time. Um, mm-hmm. So again, subjective. I mean, yeah, I do. I will say this though. I'm going to actually, something that, that is new uh, with Spotify, uh, we have the ability to put polls in. And I think what I'm going to do is actually, I'm going to put a poll up there. I want to w- put something about uh, what, what, how much, how much time is, is on, like how much, what amount of time is acceptable to be late, if at all? And we'll see what uh, what the poll results are. On that. Yeah, there's so many different so, polls you can use with this one. I mean, uh, but yeah, I would like to see. I would be very interested in seeing what what some of those answers would be, because, like you said, it's it's you know it's it's a matter of opinion, really, uh, for sure. And and so I, I want I that's what we want. We want to hear everybody's opinion on this. We see all these people that are watching the show. We see all these people that are listening to the show. Uh, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what, what your opinions are. We want to engage. That's that's what we want to do here on Two Brothers, One Mike. Um, and, we- and again, uh, again, just remember, this is it's it's only on Spotify. So if you're watching us on YouTube, uh, I don't know if I can actually do a link over to the poll. It's something they just added, folks. So uh, give me a little bit of a little bit of uh, grace here. I'm, I'm going to see what I can and can't do. But if I can, it'll be down in the 
description where I have the links to all the other stuff that we have on our show. Um, let me ask you this. Have you ever heard of planning fallacy? No. So planning fallacy is something that I read about where when it comes to people who are chronically late, it's how they perceive the destination that they're trying to get to. It's how they perceive the amount of time it's going to take to complete a process, to complete a project. And it's their perception of it that is what makes them chronically late. Uh, For example, somebody is coming to pick you up. They have three people to pick up plus you, and then they have to get to the facility that, that you guys are going to. It's for some people, they'll look at that and they'll they'll analyze the data. This person lives this far from me, and then that person, and that that's going to take me approximately 20 minutes, and then it's going to take 15 minutes to 20 minutes to get to the facility, according to Google Maps here. That's about 40 minutes. I'm going to leave here about 50 minutes before we're supposed to be there, and where the other person will say, I'll probably leave here in about a half, I'll leave here, you know, it's at 2.30, I'll leave here at 2 o'clock. You're already five to 10 minutes late for this particular thing, but they really believe that they can grab these people and get there when they really have no shot of getting there on time. So it's all, it's that planning fallacy. It's that belief that, oh no, I'll make it, I'll make it on time. Um, and, and that happens a lot, or there's a project, all right? Uh, there's, there's a certain, there's a certain project that you need to have done, whether it's school, whether it's work. And you're looking at all the steps. You're sitting there looking at all the steps and you have this misconception that these steps are going to take a week, uh, maybe 10 days. When really, when you look at the steps and you really, like, if you follow up on other people who have done this project, who have done these things, and it's taken them everywhere from two to three weeks, and you have it in your head that you're going to get this done in 10 days, you're already four days to maybe even 10 or 11 days behind on this project. So the planning fallacy is that. It's, it's this inability to, to realize the reality of the situation uh, rather than to have this, this misconception in your head that you're going to get this done that much faster, you're going to get to this de- destination that much faster than everybody else does, just from any research you've done at all on that. So that's what planning fallacy is. Um, Pretty much, it's 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 the old cliche. Uh, the failing to plan is planning to fail. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Basically, yes, it is. And um, and I, I hate to say wrapping up today's show because you know what that all entails. It's it's more of a uh, maybe we have another fifteen minutes to go here. Um, there was something. This is where this is where Doctor Rentilla comes into play, and so. I'll just touch on a couple of things I literally read. Uh, I might even go to my, I have some notes on my phone over here and I may even look at those uh, when we get to something here at the end. But when you talk about this, you have to talk about type uh, personality types because everybody's different. Whereas my friend that I talk about is definitely what we call a type B personality. Very carefree. Very, uh, whenever we get there, right? Whenever I get there, whenever we get there, you know what I'm saying? which is what he always says. <laughs> and we actually have a joke where we, we actually thought about getting t-shirts. Um, and he does this with his hands and he says, you know what I'm saying? You know, you know, it's, and, 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 go ahead. It's, it, it's funnier. It's funnier 
Well, it, 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 to those who know us and are listening to this, well, of course, mm-hmm. they probably knew who you were talking about anyhow, but somehow yeah. it's all funnier to me because now I can put the face, the mannerisms and everything. It's what you're doing. laid back. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. Cool as the other side of the pillow. I mean, doesn't get frazzled by being late. He's just, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and he's a definitely, he's a type B personality. He's very laid back, but I'll tell you what, when it comes to work, apparently he's type A all the way because I, like I said, um, uh, Companies vie for his for his workmanship when it comes to uh, writing computer programs. I I've never really gotten a clear understanding of what he does, but I know what he does is very important, and he's good at it. Uh, I definitely know that. So um, you know, maybe that that stress free life pays off for him. You know, that Type B personality. Now, if he was Type A personality, these are the more these people. They're not very. Uh, they don't accept uh, late, right? They're not. They're not very good at that. These are the kind of people that they're very intolerable. All right, it's to them, late is a weakness. You're here on time, and these people are usually on time. Uh, to set examples, so you have that type B personality, personality, and you have that type B. That's something that Dr. Rentilla could talk so much more about, and I'm sure she can indulge in all of that and point out so many different things that she has studied over her career. And I mean, she's been doing this now. I believe she graduated um, from from school uh, with a psychology degree in early 2000s. So I think it's been at least two decades that she's been practicing this stuff and studying it. Um, so you know, uh, that's that's something that that I think is better left to the professional. Whereas it's just something that we read. It's something that she can you know dive into and give so much more background information on that when it comes to type A. How about you guys out there? Who's a type A? When I said type A being more aggressive and less tolerable of of being late, looking at late as a weakness, always being on time, always being 10 minutes early. And Joe, let me ask you this, because this just popped into my head. Is being early always a good thing? And I have something in my head right now as my ADD kicks in. And hear me out for a second. First, I want to hear it from you. Do you think being early is always a good thing. You know, there's there's this phrase or or terminology that, you know, I, I think they kind of kind of gloss over the fact of somebody being late. They say they're fashionably late, you know, uh, where they're 10, 15 minutes late. They're late. Okay. Now I believe that there is such thing as a fashionably early. You don't want to show up somewhere a half an hour before, and now wherever you showed up, the people weren't ready for you yet, you know. Um, but 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 it also depends. Like if you're going to to a party and you're not like the the you know, main speaker or what have you, you're just a guest who's going to come or whatever. Maybe that's something that we show up fashionably late for. But mm-hmm. uh, uh, otherwise, if you are say the main speaker, you want to be maybe even a little bit more than fashionably early just to make sure that. All your ducks in a row, you know what, what you know, like you don't even know where you're going to stand prior to walking into that place, right? And so, so uh, it just depends. It depends on the situation. Depends on on uh, uh, you know your status at whatever the event is. You know what I mean? I I've spoken at several events. Uh, you've been to one uh, where I was the MC. 
of the uh, of our, our alma mater's uh, high school Hall of Fame induction for for thirteen of uh, our fellow alumni. Uh, I was there probably an hour early, um, just making sure that I had everything. And I go up on stage because I want to look out and I want to get a feel for what I'm for what I'm dealing with. You know, how many people? Where you know? Where are the tables at? Where am I looking? I don't want to walk up there and then look up and you know where what's who's here you know no I want to know what's going on and I even go through my notes and just make sure that I I follow uh, I've I've spoken at uh, National Honor Society uh, induction I've spoken at other academic honors and awards ceremonies and definitely a half hour to forty five minutes early but well hold on one second that I've always got I want to throw one other thing in that where you were an MC at that Hall of Fame thing right. Mm-hmm. If you remember the day prior to that, I showed up, hooked up because I, I did the video presentation for that. Right. And I hooked up all the cameras, the screens had tape where everything was going to go, made sure everything would work properly, made sure we had the right, the right wiring, the right setups, because, you know, the day of isn't the day you want to find out you need to go grab something. Right. Right. Uh, you know, so there's a whole day early. Right. Um, so it just, again, it depends on who you are and what your status is going into the event. Exactly my point. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's some people that I think though. So let me give you an example. What I was, what are, and I, everything that we talked about is great stuff, but your first day of class, I don't care what class it is in college. You walk in the room, you're the first person there, the teacher's down front and you're the first person in the room. Now you're starting to feel like, do I have to walk up and sit in the front row? Can I stay back here? Are they going to ask me to come up and sit in the front row? Am I going to be stuck now up in that front row? And I'm not a front row kind of guy or kind of gal. And, and so there's there, there's one reason why people come in. We have people at work that arrive right on time to just a little bit late where they can squeak in without being seen so that if there's a certain job that they didn't want to do, Someone else is already there and they could just kind of fill in somewhere else, right? I've seen this happen a million times, right? So sometimes, you know, people don't want to be that early because they they don't want to seem like they're so readily available and, and everybody can count on me because I'm always here. Now they take on all that extra pressure. All that extra pressure is on them now. Oh, we got to get there because it's got to get set up. Don't worry. John Doe's already there. Jane Doe's already there. Guaranteed. They're always early. And now you feel this, this extra pressure, right? This extra sense of pressure to get this stuff done because everyone's always depending on you because you're the early person. And so I always wonder, is being early, early, always good? Um, I guess that's a matter of opinion again. Folks, by all means, let us know. Let us know. I feel like, like if you're... Oh, I feel like if, if 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 you're the first one in to your class for college, yeah, you're probably the guy that's going to go sit in the front and talk to the teacher, uh, you know, because nobody's in a hurry to be the first one <laughs> in the class. Somebody has to be first. Yeah, somebody has to be first. But I don't think anybody's in a hurry. And if they are in a hurry, it's because they want to go up and and let the teacher know, hey, I'm here, I'm here, and I'm ready to learn. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I think sometimes what psychologists will say, and we're going to ask Dr. Rantella this question is, what is it that people are saying when they're late? And I think that uh, what what a lot of psychologists 
will tell you from what I read. I can't wait to ask her this question. It's almost like what you're saying to people when you're late is, my time is way more valuable than your time. Even if that's not what they mean, it's the language that's being sent, right? And so that that's where I think it, this is the more serious part of the conversation. It's not good to send that type of language to somebody if you truly care about the relationship, whether it's business, whether it's personal, social, uh, you know, from a working standpoint, uh, yeah, relationship even with your children when you're supposed to be there at a certain point in time to get them to a certain thing that they are trying to get to a certain function, basketball, softball, music class. Uh, uh, it's, 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 it's imperative that you can become dependent upon by those you care about. And when you're consistently and chronically late, you are saying in so many words, without maybe even meaning it, you are saying, my time is way more precious than yours. And when we get there, we get there. And I think that's something that we're going to start off the show with Dr. Rentella. There was, um, there was something that uh, I read and that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end uh, the show with today from my, from my standpoint. And it was basically, and I think I remember, if I don't, I'll, I'll go to my notes on my phone. But it was kind of like some solutions. And this is the second thing I want to talk to her about when we have her on. Um, solutions to understanding what you can do if you're somebody who recognizes your, yourself, you recognize yourself as being chronically late. So if you're somebody who understands that this is a problem you're having, there's, a, there's one thing that I remember them saying, and that was, if you're chronically late, try to put yourself in the position of the people waiting on you. And how would you feel? How would you feel in that situation? Now, if you're type B personality, I don't know if that would work. You know, this is why I want to talk to, to you know, a clinical psychologist. If you're type B personality, does that work? Because they're very laid back people and they may not be able to understand what's the big deal. Right. What's the type deal? Yeah, the type B person is the one who doesn't care in the first place. Like they really don't, whatever. And not in yeah. a mean way. They just don't. They don't have a care. It's a, they don't give a care. They don't have a care to give. It's just you know, eh, yeah. get there when I get there. And I'm I'm looking at the notes that I have here. Uh, and another another solution that they talked about was visualizing the steps in the planning fallacy. So, uh, so in other words, be a little more understanding of what it is that this is going to entail. If, you know, this person lives five minutes and this person lives 10 minutes from them and that person lives another five minutes, then this person lives another 15 minutes and the destination we're going to is an hour away, you probably want to leave two hours from your house early so that you can get them, get there, and you still got 20 to 25 minutes to spare where you may have to stop for gas, you may have to stop to use the bathroom, you get there, you get from your parking spot to where this is what people forget. You parked your car, but you're not there. You're not where you need to be. I can tell you this at work, Joe. I walk three football fields once I park my car in the parking lot. Anybody who works for LDT is laughing right now. It is like, you ever, remember that song, I Would Walk 500 Miles? And I would put that song in your head right now. That song plays in my head as I get out of my car and start the journey. Everyone's like, park closer to the door. You can't, folks. You can't park. You you go to the gates, you clock in, you go in, guess what? You're still outside. 
And now you're walking another football field to get to the doors. Then you're walking a football field to get to where you work. It, it's just the way it is. The way it, it's the it's the logistics. It's the way it's set up. So you know you have to plan that. I plan all that in my head when I go to work, and that's why I'm usually five, six, seven minutes late in in late early, and in my area ready to go. Sometimes I'm not, but um, late very it doesn't happen. It really doesn't happen when it comes to work. So, you know, was there something else you were going to add? I had one more thing I was going to, I was going to say. Oh, no, I was just, uh, I mean, go ahead and say it. I'll have something to say afterwards. That's all right. So you're giving people opt- ultimatums. You said this earlier uh, when your favorite boss was talking about, you know, what happens at the, at the airport, right? So if you're going to show up late, uh, you're going to end up in general population. That's where you go. Um, or uh, if you continue to show up 10 minutes late, there's not going to be a meeting. There's not going to be an interview. That's one thing you do not show up late for. You do not show up late to an interview for a job uh, or, or or an opportunity, an interview with with the dean of schools and try, you're trying to get into a university. You do not show up late for those particular events. That is a surefire way to send a message right away that your time is more important than theirs. And those are the wrong people, folks, to say that to, even if you're saying it subconsciously. There's a lot of other things that go into this, though, too. We're going to talk to Dr. Nicole about when it comes to abandonment when you're younger. Could this play a role? I've read studies about this. When it comes to not only abandonment, but uh, how you were raised. Were your parents people who were always late? So is it a learned behavior? Um these are all things that I can't wait to talk to her about uh, when it comes to being late, acceptable or not acceptable. I like that too. There's a lot that 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 I have to say when that time comes as well. Um, that last part that you were just talking about were your parents or their parents. And there's a lot that goes into that, folks. I, I'm kind of excited for that one now. Um, but as far as, you know, the, the possible solutions, I mean, yes, these are all possible. I, I totally agree. I'm not you know, wouldn't disagree with those. The problem is the ones who want to change simply just change. Like there's no, like you're late, you need to be earlier. That's the end result. Like there's no, uh, maybe if I do this or maybe if I do that. No, if you foresee yourself, if you see yourself as somebody who has a, a chronic issue with being late all the time, well, you need to fix whatever problem it is. I mean, if it's that you just don't care or you're not planning well enough, plan well enough. I mean, it's like it's like saying, well, I'm not getting enough sleep, but I go to bed every night at one o'clock in the morning and I get up every morning at four o'clock in the morning. Well, then no, you're not getting enough sleep. You've got to go to bed early. Like it's an obvious answer. Um, so if they truly wanted to change, they will. Uh, and like we already said, those with the type B personalities, forget it. Uh, they just, I, I had I had a business partner partner at one time and love her to death, but I gotta tell you, oh, and I actually came out and, and explained, you know, you you're sending quite a bit like 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 it like I don't matter. <laughs> you know, it's like how do you not take it personal after so many, you know, appointments that are just I'll be there at one and they show up at two thirty. wow. And no phone calls, no texts, no nothing. That's just absurd. Um, you know, and, and it, it was definitely a, a flaw that, that I had a very hard time with. Um, I I've been in relationships with people who are like, you have to be there at two 30. 
we leave the house at 2.30. It's like, what makes you think we're going to teleport to our location in this exact moment to be where we were supposed to be? I mean, they actually believe that the, the appointment time is the time to leave the house. I, I can't with those kind of people. I, I just, I mean, you, I've, I think I've already given a pretty prime example of the, you know, what the, 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 the rug I'm cut out from here. Um, you know, uh, that's, I, I couldn't, I, I just couldn't function that way. Yeah. Uh, you ever, if you ever, anybody who knows comedian Ron White, when he does the skit, uh, one of his standups, when he talks about, um, his ex-wife, uh, when she is always fashionably late and people will call and she'll say to them, we're running about, we're, we're, we're running 10 minutes behind. Traffic's kind of heavy. We'll be there in, in less than 10 minutes. And she hangs up the phone and he's like, you're in the bathtub. <laughs> we wouldn't be where you said we would be, even if we were where you said we were. And, and, and so it's, it, the skit's hilarious when he, when he does it, but it's true. People always make this thing up. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm about five miles out and I'm like, yeah, I see you on my, uh, my, my youngest one, Jordan has us on his, what do you call that, Joe, Google Maps or whatever. He knows where I'm at when I'm coming in from Lansing. He'll like text me, you know, you're in Toledo. And I'm just like, he started looking around. Dad, I see you're in Cleveland. You're an hour and five minutes away. And so Jordan will watch. So you can't lie to Jordan. You can't tell him, Jordan, I'm like, I just got off the turnpike. I'm 10 minutes away. No, you're not. You're in Akron. You're 45 minutes away. So, and he will, he will tell you, he will not, yeah. hold, he will not, he will no, let not. you know that he knows. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, so the technology, you see, here's where technology, technology is not good for some of those people, right? You can't make up things. So, uh, that being said, um, that's all I think I have today for being late with uh, a rain check for Dr. Nicole Rentilla, where she could come on and explain the mind and how it's working with all these personality types and is it a learned behavior is it something that is not learned that's all in, a, in an upcoming episode i think all right well until next week i want to remind all of you be sure to give us a rating or review on your favorite podcast service also if you have any thoughts questions comments or opinions you can leave us a message via the link in this episode's description and finally remember to join us every wednesday morning 9 a.m eastern standard time for new episodes also, folks, don't forget to look for that poll over here or over there on Spotify. Uh, it'd be great to hear, you know, then you get some interaction with you guys. See, see what you think about how long uh, does it take for us to get, be considered really late or late at all. Yeah, I agree. Um, guess what? It is, as we speak, 20 after 6 Eastern Standard Time, and I am going to be on the Rising Above podcast with David Hess at 7. Now, it takes about 15 minutes to get there from where I'm at now, but I kind of jump in the shower. Uh, this might be a planning fallacy. Uh, David, David, I'll be there. I know you're sitting there. He's probably already set up and ready to go. I'm running late, Joe. I'm out of here. I got to go.